0: And once we get that right, which is for me the most important thing, that they have, first of all, respect. The second one is commitment. The third one, passion. Those three ingredients are non negotiable.
1: Hello, and welcome into the Non Negotiables Podcast. I'm Gavin, and I'm here today with Pascal. How you doing, Paz? What's up, Gav? Hello, mate. And Justin, how are you doing?
0: Hey, hey.
1: So the football's back. It's a good feeling. Fun day on Sunday. Um, let's start with the start at the beginning, shall we? Starting lineup. Just when that lineup come out, I think we were all a little bit surprised to see Havertz up top, right?
2: Yeah, excuse me. Uh yeah, I wasn't surprised by anything really except for that Havertz change. Um I know Gav, you and I talked, I think it was a Pascal list episode. Um when we were still linked to him and and we both kind of maybe thought that we were buying him for the false nine and then and then we both kind of changed our tune, I think, and I was pretty much convinced he was only going to be a left eight after that. Um so I was really surprised to see him start uh up top. Um I think everything else is, is you know, uh, pretty standard. Uh, I do think Timber is probably going to play at left back if Zinchenko's not ready, um, which I guess that's a weird one because he played internationals, right? Um, no, I think what it is, is this game for Ukraine, I think is what's happening
1: here. Him and Shevchenko are doing some weird benefit game for the Ukraine. Okay. And I don't know if I've got this wrong because i've i've read mixed things about it but some people say he's playing and some people say he's managed he played he, he played. did play he did yeah play.
2: he played he played about 15 minutes
1: okay all right yeah. oh, well, I mean, all right well maybe he's the first half
2: i know right. he's you know an a very avid like supporter you know what i mean of course it makes sense that's something that'd be like close to his heart but yeah well, that is, is kind of weird
1: like, he's like right. captain and it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if the last couple of weeks he's been held back because of this do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't yeah. think with everything going on, it would be pretty bad if he, you know, was going to play and then didn't because he aggravated something. And it, it's shitty from our point of view, obviously, because at the end of the day, we're paying Zinchenko an awful lot of money and he's a very important part of the team. But at the same time, there is something a bit bigger going on here. And I guess from his point of view, missing a charity shield is not the end of the world. Um, Whereas in a literal sense, for his country, it could be the end of the world
2: yeah, I have no problem with it to be honest uh he 's been active and and outspoken about you know everything that 's been going on um, i'm i'm not surprised at all. He only did fifteen minutes, and it was still you know uh probably you know decently competitive i guess uh so yeah i don 't really have any problem with it, and I think the club is 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 right in supporting his venture for something like that for sure. Paz, going back to habits of false nine, real quick. I remember
1: we had a little conversation about it a couple of weeks ago. Well, actually, it might have been last week, um, and I I said to you that it was weird that for the first time, um, no, it was after the Monaco game, wasn't it? Because for the first time, Arteta yeah. wavered when uh, you know he'd been saying ever since we bought him, he's a number eight, he's being played in midfield. You know, he'd said, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but three or four times he'd said he's going to be the number eight, and then all of a sudden, after the Monaco game. Well, he can play up front. He can play on the right. He can play here. Um, I still don't know. This was a horses for courses thing. I'm a hundred percent convinced of that. Would you do you agree with that, Paz?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. It, uh, I think the. Um, I, I wasn't surprised it was not Eddie. I think everyone thought it would be Trossard. I think that's what the initial thought process was. But then, you know, looking back retrospectively. First first point is what you raised about him altering where his position could be, because he said he could be across the front line as well. And secondly, he didn't really feature in that Monaco game. Am I right? Was it Trossard? Yeah, he he was. He he come on late, didn't he, Havertz? Right. So I think maybe that was already ahead in time. He was thinking of playing him um, for that. Um, So for me, wasn't. Maybe as big a surprise as everyone else, but still, again, I wasn't thinking he would be numb. I thought it would be Trossard, to be honest.
1: I'll tell you what it was, Paz. I didn't expect the game plan, right? And and I've said to Mm. you guys both since I thought the game plan was fantastic and I thought it worked brilliantly. But this game plan couldn't have worked with Eddie or with Trossard up front because Mm. it, it... there was a couple of things. First off, we went long and I don't think that particularly worked, actually, the, the going long. Although when you watch it back, Havertz did actually have more. He did actually win more of those high balls and bring people into play than than I thought at first glance. I was getting a bit frustrated with it. But also the way we press, we, we've spoken before about how we trap rather than press. We don't do a full on gegenpress. press. We trap teams. And if you watch Havertz and you watch his body, it was so obvious that what we were trying to do was keep the ball away from Kyle Walker, right? So if you watch it, the, center, the right side centre-half has got the ball, and what he wants to do is open his body up and play it out for Walker. Havertz was not letting him do that. He was moving to that side, and he was opening his body up to face the defender, so the defender had to go to the left. So we were scrapping to the left. And I think that's why Havertz played up front.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good observation. Uh, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't see it as thoroughly as that, but that 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 does that could be very much part of what Arteta was looking at. M- maybe as well because of the fact that we were looking more long initially. There was that aerial presence that he provides up front, which we don't get from any of the other strikers um, as much as we as we get from him. Um, and as
1: well, well past the you know because our game plan was to let them have the ball right that's mm-hmm. fine letting them have the ball is fine but that means you've got to control the areas that they they move into right yeah. you have to and have us off the ball work we we knew about this before he come because all the measurements and all the stats said it and i think people worrying so much about him playing the left eight and stuff i think that it might be I think we might be all right just because of his off the ball work and I think you saw it here the work he did off the ball to make sure that they couldn't hurt us with all that possession the defending began mm. from the front and I think that was a huge part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He I I I I thought initially obviously from what you said I thought initially I was I was a bit I was a little bit maybe not seeing it as positive as you were in the first 20 minutes because I was thinking why are we're on we're, it, it kind of reminds me of previous city games where we're just being dominated and we're, we're, we're not really in control of the ball, um, and they're taking control of it. but they didn't really threat that was the thing. they They, they did have the ball a lot more than us, but they weren't really threatening. Um, so containing them did work for that period, uh, albeit at the expense of us not really having much possession.
1: Well, I I mean I didn't see it at first pass. That's the thing. I mean, Justin will tell you. I text Justin mm. after about twenty minutes and said this is dull as fucking dishwater. Mm. And it because I couldn't see what was happening. It it took mm. me, it took me half an hour really to see this game plan, to see it start working. And then when you watch it back the second time, I watched it again last night. And if you watch it again knowing how the game was gonna play out. That game plan, you can see it. It slaps you in the face, and it really, really was. I just hope we haven't wasted it in the Charity Shield because yeah. it really was a good game plan. Just last bit on uh, last bit on Havertz. I thought he had a, a really good game. Actually, I thought, like I said, I thought it was excellent off the ball. Just a shame one of them two chances didn't go in, wasn't it? I mean, they were both tough chances, but if one of them had gone in, it it would feel it would feel like a masterclass from Habits, I think if one had gone in,
2: yeah, I agree with that. Um, I. You know, just going back to what you just said, I felt the same way about the game. Um, I thought it was really boring, and I I actually kind of felt bad that I I had so little interest in it. I found myself on my phone uh, a lot more, but I've I've watched some breakdowns and some highlights and stuff like that today. I didn't have a chance to watch the full game again, but I I wanted to try. Um, And uh, yeah. I mean, easily what you said. If if Havertz would have been able to to grab a goal here, I think it would have looked really, really good and smart. Um, and you know, he almost had he had a great chance, um, and it was really unfortunate that that one didn't didn't play. But um, you know, overall, I I think you know it's it's weird. I find we only really change our tactics for City, right? I mean, for the most part, we play pretty similar for everybody else, but we change our tactics quite a bit for City, I feel like. but I can't
1: think that's the way it should be, though, just because they're the only team that you can say are, if not better than us, then as good as us. I just think we're we're better than 18 other teams in the league, and City are on our level.
2: Yeah, I don't mean it as a a negative, but I'm just saying that it's interesting because I feel like Arteta actually... You know, he, he's nailed the tactics about 50% of the time, I think. Uh, you know, it's just, it's come down to a difference of quality. You know, Kit, uh, De Bruyne in the last game and, uh, you know, Holland was was amazing. The best, still the best game I've seen him play uh, from a, a just a positional standpoint, not necessarily goals. Um, and it comes down to individual quality, but I think Arteta has has done really well with the tactics for the most part. I mean, he has changed it a couple of
1: times. There was the one at Stamford Bridge the night when uh, when Eddie got a couple. Did we win four four two that night? Was it? Yeah. Um, when when Saka scored the penalty that night, yeah. he changed mm. tactics about four times in that game, and it was brilliant the way he was reacting. And and that we noted it at the time because it's not something we usually see him do right? Like in game, in game Arteta is the worst Arteta, right? pre game (laughs) Arteta is the best Arteta. But that night he did it. And I've seen him do it a couple of times against Liverpool to, to mixed, mixed degrees, but you're right. In general, this is how we play. This is what we're going to do. And then we're going to beat you. And to be fair, last season, for the most part, it worked, worked Mm -hmm. until it didn't, I guess. It worked until we had too many injuries that we couldn't compensate for. Right. Um, But you're right, City always does seem to do something different. Like I said, I just hope we haven't wasted this because that was one hell of a game plan I thought yesterday. It's the sort of game plan that I think if we'd have been able to pull that off at the Yeti head and we couldn't. And we're gonna come on to we're gonna come on to why we couldn't pull that off at the Yeti head, because I think there's a couple of big reasons for that. Um one one's a very big willy, obviously, but we will come on to that. It's um yeah, it was a great game plan. Um Paz Let's touch on the defense a bit because Justin said about we you know we've before in these games before we've we've had defensive mistakes, and to be fair, we had one here too, um but we've had defensive mistakes that have that have cost us. I think what we saw today or or yesterday rather was defensive perfection pretty much individually from all of that starting back line. I thought white was tremendous. Saliba put in one of the best defensive performances I can remember from an Arsenal centre-off in a long, long time. Well, Gabriel was excellent. And Timber, what a debut. You don't get many debuts like that. Paz will take Timber first. Um, that left-back spot, he just looks at home.
0: Yeah, he looked really, really good. And just to give you or everyone an idea of how good he looked and uh, when Tierney came on, you just saw the difference between the two players and what one offers and what one kind of does not um he was very tidy on the ball defensively very very on it as well I was I mean there was a I think it was in the second half when they broke forward it went out for a corner but he stuck his foot out he gets in he's very i, I just think his awareness is really good as well um and this is for someone probably playing in his least favored role um if you compare it to where he generally plays um, but he was complimented by, like you said, White was excellent. I think he's been missed out in a lot of the conversations because I thought he was fantastic um, on the right-hand side. And um, yeah, as you mentioned about Saliba, I just thought the fact that we didn't even realise Haaland was playing, I think says a lot about what Saliba is, is bringing. Just absolutely brilliant. And he's um, he's maturing. You can see that. He's a lot more... I think also his timing on the ball and when he comes in, it's just it's just going to be. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing this season.
1: Yeah, I think with with Timber, what he gives you is about fifty percent of what Zinchenko gives you on the ball, and about three hundred and fifty percent of what Tierney can give you defensively. And mm. I think with that that mixture that you've got there, you say it's not his favorite position. I think it might end up being his favorite position to get yeah, my honest I mean with Zinchenko's injury worries, I think that uh-huh. might be where we see him for the most time this season. Yeah. I think he might get more. He's going to get a lot of minutes, right? We said this. Arteta's going to find a way to get him in that team. But I have a feeling we might see him more minutes at left back than anywhere else. And I am I am comfortable with that. Absolutely comfortable with that. Just feel free to hit on Timber if you want. Um, but my main point to you was going to be more about Saliba and the difference this team with Saliba and without Saliba, I don't think anyone's in any doubt that the Saliba injury cost us the title last year. I I mean, I don't mean there's any arguments against it now. If Saliba had been fit, I think we probably would have won the title last year. Um, He's just so important to this team.
2: Well, I'd hit on timber, uh, you know, if I didn't know I'd be rejected, but unfortunately, you know, that's the way of it. (laughs) No, he was brilliant, and uh, like Paz said, uh, you know, he he was playing in an unfamiliar position at left back. Uh, I don't think he's done that many times. I, I've never seen him play that for Ajax, and I've I've caught a fair few. Um, but yeah, I mean, what he gives you, he he's he's very much a, you know, I mean, you kind of nailed it, Gaff, and I don't want to, you know beat a dead horse but he is he's very close to the offensive prowess of zinchenko and quite a bit more defensively solid and i i really like the player a lot i think um he's he's got a good chance to be signing of the season even if he's overshadowed by like the fees and the profile of someone like rice and havertz uh so yeah i'm excited i'm i am ecstatic that we were able to do that deal and and for for such an affordable fee as well. So getting to Saliba though, I mean, yeah, he's just incredible. I mean, he continues to impress me all the time. He's barely got a weakness. I mean, I watch his game and I, I think, you know, the only thing he's not just like an A on is maybe his direction of some aerial balls kind of bothers me, but I mean, he's what, is he 22 now? Um I mean the guys just he's a monster and and I mean you know Holland's still in his pocket you know probably to this to this minute and I I think we've got a really 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 strong defensive unit and now we've got someone like Timber who is kind of a plug and play similar to Tomiyasu but he's going to be more fit and he's he's better I mean so far from what we've seen and I love Tomiyasu but Timber is like a plug and play Zinchenko almost. And I, I honestly, I don't want to bring up the like Vermeulen, you know, debates in midfield. But I mean, I, I, if he had to step into like the six, I think he could do it with ease. Um, So, I mean, I just think the the technical qualities there, the defensive notice is there. And let's not forget, Timber's not old. You know, he's a young guy as well. So he's only going to get better. So Lieber's, I mean, all of the, the entire back four is, is... I mean, this could be a, a legendary defensive unit for us. I don't know if you both remember,
0: because um, again, the the time when it happened, it deceives me. I don't know if you remember a pass that Saliba did, where it just went straight through to Odegaard. It was like it just split through the midfield to Odegaard, and it was, and and then it it led on to us having a chance. I think a little bit later on, but um, that that was a prime example of what we missed when he was injured that the yep. way they can cut a pass right through none of this going back or sideways he got it straight to odegaard it was just beautiful to watch
2: and yeah, i think right hand
0: side up- sorry just yes.
2: oh no yeah. i was just gonna say i think we brought it up on this show that it was more his uh offensive capability um, that mm-hmm. we were that we were lacking, and not his just defensive so, uh, solidity, you know what I mean. But yeah. he's such a threat on the ball, even at center back. You know, I mean, it, it's incredible. Good, Gav. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, you're good. I was basically going to make the same point as you. I I think that's that's exactly it. The right hand side of that team just didn't mm-hmm. function. Um, and I think one of the things we've done this year in in bringing in bringing timber in, not only have we secured up that left back spot. But if the worst does happen, then we can move White inside. And White can do a lot of the same things. I mean, obviously, not to the same level, because I think, I mean, without the hyperbole, I think Saliba's a generational talent. And I think what Ben White is, is a very, very good player, one of the best in the Premier League in his position. But I think what Saliba is, is a world class talent. Um, so there's a, there's a difference there, but it's not as big a drop off as the one we saw last season. And I think we've really we've really tried to stack the deck this year, where we are covered everywhere, even if it means moving people around, like Timber moving into left back. We have got that quality cover. Mm-hmm. So, on Declan Rice, um, Paz, I'll come to you with this. So we all saw that moment when he. You know, makes the lung-busting run from midfield, gets back, wins the ball, and and that's you know that's kind of a big part of what we've bought. I think something that's going to take him a minute is getting this out of his head that he has to be safe all the time. Right? He don't give the ball away, which is fantastic. It's great to have a player that doesn't give the ball away, but he also is turning down the more difficult passes at the minute, and they're passes that he can make. He can make them in his sleep, but you can tell that he's turning down the more difficult passes. And I think he's being too safe. I thought he had a good game yesterday without being great, but I think he could have had a great game if he took those opportunities to make them passes. Are we just going to have to basically reprogram him to be that little bit more adventurous? Now he's playing in a side that's looking to win stuff, which sounds ironic because I know West Ham won the Intercontinental Championship or whatever it was last year, but now he's playing in a side that's really looking to win major honours. Are we going to have to reprogram him to be more offensive, to be a bit more of a risk taker?
0: Possibly. Um, but I think also he himself, I would think, will, you know, gradually develop as well into it. Because you think about it, all of his footballing career, where well, the majority of it was playing in one team with a certain system, a lot of it under quite. Re- Progressive type of managers like Moyes for example they, they don't really play progressive football they're not I, I don't think they sit there like Arteta does with so many things to absorb even Declan Rice admitted himself there's so many things to absorb tactically when dealing with Arteta so I think when you have come from that and then you've come for such a high fee, which is still, you know, it's going to be on his mind, you might start off a little bit passive. You're not going to go in gung-ho. And you and your first big game is Man City as well. So I think it will come. I think you'll probably see it develop during the lesser games, you know, the teams which, which we will be more expressive with, and then he'll get into it. I'd, I'd, anyone who is doubtful about his debut or thinking... Oh, no, this is maybe not panning out the way. It's just crazy. It's I, I agree with you. I think he's he is within himself. But I think with time, he's going to come out. I'm pretty sure. Um, and you think of it for players like Partey. Do you remember how long it took him to adapt to his role? You know, it takes, the, it takes some time when you're working with Arteta. It's not. Harbert is going to have the same as well. It's going to take him time. Um, but I think once they do get it, you'll see the very best.
1: Yeah, and I think we've only seen 25% of what David oh, yeah. Price can 100%. be. And when you when you think of how good he already is, you know, you're mm. talking about 43 caps for England. He's played in European yeah. Championship finals and you know he's, he's done all this. He captained West Ham. He's obviously one of West Ham's probably five best ever players. And I don't yeah. think we've seen 25% of of what he can be. I, I really you remember how Rio Ferdinand looked like a good player at West Ham, but Harry really took off after I think that's what you can see from Rice. Yeah, and
0: I, I think, you, you, you know, if you, I don't think, I mean, I'm just, this again is just my my perception, but I don't think he's ever played under a manager like Arteta in terms of the information you have to take on board. Because for England at Southgate, I don't think it's as complex. So, you know, with all of that, he's in a different level. And that's part of the reason why he's come here, because he's been sold on a project which is just so imaginative, it's in, inventive. And I think you, you're going to see, uh, It's a, it, the quality is there, without a doubt. We're going to see the very best of him in time to come. So
1: let's touch on the City goal now, um, Jaz. So it starts with Partey getting turned like a Rubik's Cube. It was awful. Yeah. And... Yeah. I think a part of that is that it was in the 77th minute, I think. And Part A just can't, he just can't play that long. He just hasn't got that in him. And I I think he was, I don't think that happens to Part A on the hour mark, right? Would you agree with that? I think if that's 55, 60 minutes, there is no way. First of all, I don't think he's up there. I think he was up there because he couldn't get back. So I think he happened to be the first man in the press just because he hadn't got back. So I don't think that happens. The ball over the top. Tierney actually didn't do badly initially because he cut it out. What he was doing after that, I have absolutely no idea. He starts to run backwards. He starts to trip. He tries to go left. He ends up on his ass. I don't think Gabriel covered himself in glory. It's one of them where he's trying to keep his hands out of the way of the ball, um, rather than focusing on getting himself in front of it. It's a lovely finish from the lad. You've got to say that it's a great finish in the top corner. Ramsdale had no chance whatsoever. Um, there is again elements, just of us shooting ourselves in the foot.
2: Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, just in the simplest terms, you could possibly put it. You know, we had a our 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 six, our defensive mid, basically. You know, you know, got turned, like you mentioned. Our 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 left back kind of, you know, struggled to uh, retain possession, I guess, would be the nicest way to put it. And then our left center back, uh, like stood off and stood off. So the kid had just, you know, two yards in the 18 yard box, which, I mean, you know, you, you can't let that happen. I don't put any blame on Ramsdale for this. I mean, I, I don't think there was anything he could really do. Um, and yes, it, it was a, a great finish, like a, an amazing finish. And it looked like exactly what the kid meant too. So, um, you know i mean good for him man you know i, I always like to see you know you know kids starting to uh, to to break through and, and make it their own uh you know especially at clubs like city and psg where they buy so much talent but but yeah it was an infor- it's, it was an unfortunate goal and we had a few mistakes in there i think by a few different players
1: and it was another simple long ball that we didn't deal with which is a bit yep, worry because like that's been that that happened to us a lot at the end of last season and yeah, it, it's happened to us a lot in preseason, and We'd actually, City actually didn't go long anywhere near as much as I thought they would. Same, yeah. Um, I thought they were, but I I do wonder if that was a case that Haaland just, you know, there are not many players that Haaland can't just physically batter. He can't do that to Saliba. You saw it a couple of times. And I wonder if that kind of influenced him not playing as many long balls because it, he wasn't getting the, you know, it's not like it was when he was up against Rob Holden
2: yeah exactly yeah i mean saliba is a, a different animal for sure and i um i i think that probably did factor into pep's strategy of play because we've seen them play longer against us right i mean we remember yeah, that they, the did last year. Last year. Yep. they did it twice yep, did it. last year they did it yeah and i i think saliba is a big part of why they didn't which is which is really interesting but um but yeah i i i, I do find it hilarious how like absent. Uh, holland was in this game just because of i, I mean i really think saliba played 90 percent. you know of the reason why holland was so absent and it's yeah. pretty hilarious did you see uh did you see alfie's tweet <laughs> which term? yeah yeah alfie alfie holland no, no, no. What are you oh interested? he said uh pause uh he said something like uh congratulations arsenal you're probably favorites for the league now but it, it came across like, um, no, he says, yeah, it was something along
0: that side. But he goes, just remember something like the team that hasn't won the Charity Shield wins Oh, yeah, it's only once in like 14
1: years or something. Like, I yeah, 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 yeah. It lo- was interesting that. that, um, it was interesting that Pep's chew. Too-
2: I'll try to find it. Hold on.
1: It was interesting so, that Pep's tune changed after the game too. I, I, I was going to touch on this later, but might as well do it now. since he's doing this. Uh, you know, all along he's been big up Arsenal a great. You know, Arteta's going to be a great manager. Yeah. Did yeah. you hear he's changed his tune now? Now after this, it was like, well, of course we wanted to win, but you know, we've lost a couple of these. We still win the leagues though. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The the tune is changing, and I'm. I'm yeah. It was always that kind it.
0: of like you know. It was uh, condescending almost the way. Condescending, but you know. Yeah. What, yeah. You know, the way he used to talk about us was that he felt sorry for us, so he had mm-hmm. to really big us up after we got hammered like 5-0 by them and stuff yeah. like that. Now I think he sees he's in a battle. Yeah. Um, kind of when um, Ferguson started to get irked off by Arsene Wenger when he said he's come from Japan and stuff like that. It seems like it's the start of something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I think so. Pass,
1: Ramsdale, we need to touch on this because I think he's he's been – since them, since their error against United, or two errors, really, I think, two errors against United, um, and the Raya interest, I don't think you can fault the way he's reacted. You know, everyone, he don't right. save penalties. Well, he saved one against Monaco to win that shootout, and he saved one yesterday, and the right. two saves in normal time. The one from Foden, fair enough, it's pretty much it's a poor effort from Foden. It's straight at him, but he's still got something on it. The one from Rodri, I thought, was an absolutely fantastic save. Strong arm, good reactions. Mm-hmm. He was going the other way. Um, well played, Aaron Ramsdale. Basically,
0: he was excellent. Um, he he's got real. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons why we like him, but one of the things I really like him. Mean, he seems to have really strong mental character. Like you, you, some some goalkeepers uh, might have been a little bit taken back by this interest especially after he signed the contract recently um but it, it, it seems to feel that he revels in it I, I, I saw David Seaman's comments actually um and uh you know he was basically saying this is a good thing because when we when Arsenal bought Richard Wright you at the time was rated he was that highly rated young goalkeeper at the time I, I mean he didn't really amount to much with us but he was highly rated even Maniga had some good moments didn't he that pushed Seaman to, even at his age, to still be the number one. So I think all of that ties in with Ramsdale. He, he, he just comes across David Seaman-esque mentality-wise. And that's not gonna, it's not going to get to him. In fact, if anything, it's going to make him an even better keeper.
1: Yeah, and I think he's going to win that battle with raya as well no i think so i, do. Too. I think he'll. i think in the end he's going to come out on top I, I think it might it might sway one way and then the other for a little bit but i think in the end ramsdale wins that battle i do i think he's gonna i think he's gonna push on and i i think he's gonna he's gonna absolutely win that battle just we were talking about the impacts of substitutes who makes an impact who doesn't trossard does
2: trossard does Yep. Uh, He's uh, probably our most impactful sub right now. Well, I mean, most definitely, uh, I guess. But, um, you know, I think, um, you know, to his uh, poor luck, I think that's part of what's keeping him out of the starting lineup. Uh, And I think we'll see something similar with, like, Smith Rowe as well, just from his his impact sub bidness two seasons ago. Uh, I think, though, having the... The strength and option to bring both those guys off the bench, knowing they can be impact subs, is huge. But uh, Tro- Trossard, yeah, is just he's just been incredible this preseason. Probably our best player this preseason. Um, I'm really impressed with them, and I I can't. Go
1: ahead. No, as you say, the goal the goal was was lucky, undoubtedly. It took, yeah, of it course. Yeah, direction maybe two. But the fact is he got in there and he was, yep. he was willing to cut in. He was willing to have that shot and he just makes a difference when he comes on. And I agree with you. I think he's, I think part of his role is to be that guy coming off the bench. And I think that's invaluable. I think it's more important to have him in that role because he is the main game changer.
2: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And and you're, you're talking about bringing someone on to that. That's like more experienced than most of the rest of the squad. You know, he he's at that age where he's, you know, uh, you know played quite a bit more has has a lot more minutes than some of these other guys and um even if his experiences aren't quite the same but um you, you know I just think as a substitute he's you know invaluable a lot more than than starting than starting out you know what i mean and i, I know that might be kind of unfair to Trossard but i think that's going to be his best role uh being an impactful substitute is its own talent i think and he he kills it you know he does great.
1: He does, and he's recognised for it as well. Like every, we all see it, and he, he gets his love, he gets his minutes, and he gets his goals. So yep. I think it's a, I think it's a great thing for him to be. Um, and just, just real quick, while we're on the impact thing, I thought ESR and Vieira both looked pretty good when they came on yesterday. I thought they were both sharp, both moving in and out of spaces. I thought ESR had a couple of nice back heels and stuff to really get the crowd back into it at a time when it was starting to wane.
2: Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Um, uh, you know, some of, I, I mean, I, I, I appreciate what Smith Rowe was doing, you know, cause I mean, at the end of the day, the game is entertainment, but he does have a way of, of pulling off some of these moves, uh, more safely. Is that the best way? To, I mean, usually when he, when he does a, a trick or a back heel or whatever, it, he pulls it off. Um, cause I find myself rolling my eyes sometimes when I see players do that and, 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 you know, it doesn't work out, but. Um, but yeah, I think they both had a big impact. And I mean Vieira probably had the best penalty on the night. I mean, that thing was mm. a sniper shot in the corner, man. And I think that's that's gonna do nothing but, you know, give him confidence. And he needs it right now. And so the pens,
1: past they were all good pens from our point of view, the Saka one. I'm not gonna lie, gave me a little heart palpitation when he dragged his foot across it into that into that mm-hmm. bottom corner. Um, but they were all they were all pretty good pens for us. You know, we've been talking about who the penalty taker might be, and you know, Jorginho, Odegaard, Havertz. So I think they're all up there. I mean, Trossard obviously takes a takes a good pen, but Fabio Vieri, he, he put that one into orbit against United, but he's took two pretty good penalties since.
0: Yeah, it also says maybe a lot about him as well, because he could shy away. He could think, you know. He's, let's be honest. Out of all of those players that you mentioned there, he Harvard's perhaps as well because he came from Chelsea. But it, he'd probably have the least confidence based on what happened last season. But he's still stepping up to take them, and that was brilliantly taken. I like Odegaard's penalty as well. I think Odegaard looks like he could be a a penalty taker for us as well. Um, I was going and, to ask uh, you
1: that because me and me and Jazz chipped in on this the other week when you were away. Yeah, um, and I I think we both we both said pretty much Jorginho is probably the taker if he's on the pitch. Mm. But I think after that we would probably both go Erdegaard, although yep. Cabot's penalty the other night did make me think twice because <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. Yeah, yeah. No, and um because Saka, like you know, he is he isn't bad in front of with penalties at all, but there is something when he I don't know, maybe it's his run-up. I don't know, it just gives me I a bit of a I know what you mean, Paz. I think yeah, he, he waits until very man?
1: late. I think he waits till very late to choose yeah. where he's going to put it. And yeah. I think that's how he's put a couple wide. Because mm. obviously when you're reacting to the goalkeeper's movement that late, it's obviously going to be harder. He doesn't do the starter step that Jorginho and, and, and Odegaard do. He he like waits till the very last minute and then he either swipes it or drags his foot across it. And I think that's how he's put the ones wide, because it's just the style that he takes. And I'm not particularly a huge fan of it. It gives me heart palpitations.
0: Remember, Carnu used to do a similar one where he used to wait last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, when it comes off, it's great. But there were times, I remember the Barcelona game when he missed a penalty. And then he just, it, 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 I don't know, It's it's... It it does, it's one of those that does give you nerves when he takes it, but, um, but they were all really well done. And that was, uh, it was good to see us win penalties um, in that fashion where we didn't miss one at all.
1: Yeah, it, it was. And just last word with you about this, about the game, um, I thought Odegaard just looks class, mm. like he just looks absolutely quality. Every time he's got the ball, every time he moves, something is always happening. And he's just so clever.
2: He, he's a, a different animal, right? I mean, he he's just I think he's really grown into his role, uh, not only his position, but also, you know, his, his leadership role. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just technical class all around and and I love watching him play and he looks so casual about it and um yeah, a really special player. I mean, we're going to look back on this deal in 10, 20 years. We got him for 29 million pounds, I believe. Um that's going to be insane uh in a couple years, I think. Um the but yeah, he's so class. Um Gav, I I don't want to uh, end Odegaard's pod, party or anything, but I thought maybe we could Take a minute and a half, two minutes to discuss Rodri.
1: <laughs> Go for it. Your favorite subjects. Why don't you lead us off?
2: Well, I just thought he was an absolute cunt this game. I got to be honest. I mean, he was. this, this one... game. Just this, this game. He's a cunt in general, mate. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it it's fits so in funny. nicely
1: with the Erdegaard thing because it was Rodri that tried to maim Erdegaard at the end of last it, season. Exactly. So uh, for, that, third, that was... again, for Spain against Norway.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, a good player, of course. I mean, but he's he's just man. I mean, he was a real thorn in our side. Um, I think he had some of the better city chances that diving header to the near post. um, Yeah, almost caught Ramsdale out. But I mean, let's be honest. He probably should have been off. Well, it's his Uh,
1: immunity to a booking. That's the most impressive thing about it. It's crazy, though, right?
2: It's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. yeah, You know what? Kante was exactly the same. The amount of games I saw Kante where he should have been sent off inside half an hour, refs just don't book him. Well,
2: at least Kante had the like nice guy syndrome. Roger <laughs> is a cunt and doesn't get yellow cards you know yeah, what i mean like it's
1: it's is, it is strange and we are going to come on in the second half to a bit about the about some of the new the new rules um yeah yeah we saw new new guidelines because i think we need to touch on them um, we have to yeah yes Rodri's – uh the inability of any ref to book Rodri and Rodri's ability to be a complete and utter cunt is absolutely astounding
2: what what was that the, that that uh final tackle? I think that actually earned him his first yellow when he he basically I was it was it Havertz that he took out right at like the midriff. He didn't even go for his legs.
1: It's that's just his that's just his game though, isn't it? I mean, I remember the drag he
0: did on Party, which was right in front of the goalkeeper, uh, in front of the ref. A couple
1: he, of minutes after we'd had someone booked for exactly the same. It, 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 exactly.
0: exactly
2: yep. Yeah. Yep. It's unbelievable the inconsistency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to to, to drag stuff. No, drag Rodri into it, but
1: all right. Well, listen, let's end the first half there. We'll come back, like I said, we've got some of the rules to discuss and, and some other stuff as well. So, we will see you after the break, guys. I'll see you back here. Hey, guys, just a couple of quick half time messages for you. Firstly, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us reach a wider audience, particularly on Apple Podcasts. Secondly, we're on all the social media platforms as The NN Pod. We're really trying to build a strong Guna community. So next time you're on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, look us up, give us a like or a follow, send us a message, interact with other listeners, or, or just have a look around. Thanks for listening from myself, Paz and jazz We really appreciate it. Hello and welcome back into the Non-Negotiables podcast. This is part two. Last week, Paz, we were kind of in agreement that we perhaps weren't in the, in the best shape to start the new season. It was definitely not as good coming into it momentum-wise as it was last year. Did Sunday make you feel a little bit better about it, even if we're not kind of in the free-flowing form, maybe there's enough about us to pick up the results until we get there
0: It obviously does feel good beating, uh, winning the uh, Community Shield, just for me it feels more good just beating City because I think we've had this monkey on our back for so long um, we do tend to do well against them at Wembley for some reason. Um, we but, do well against of,
1: everyone at Wembley. That's our test. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, luckily they're in that, that category. So I think our wins have only been, has it only been at Wembley against them? I think that's where our only wins have been. Um, so it, it, it definitely helps. I, I don't look at it as an outlier for the season because anyone who does look at it statistically, it isn't because um, usually the, the team that they, they don't really go on to win the league, but um I, I do look at it as a good, op- it was a good opportunity to see what systems potentially work. I know we talked about Rice and Party not playing together, but he did put them two together. So we kind of got an idea how that is. I don't know if he starts that against Forrest, um, because maybe he might t- want to change that up a bit because um, it was City and I guess with nozinchenko he probably thought that, uh, uh the, the more defensive minded midfielders will kind of compensate for the fact that Zinchenko was not there to drop in. Um but I I liked what I saw. I thought we look. I think you mentioned it at the beginning, Gav. I thought he'd the plan was executed well, the new signings all performed um and uh yeah you get a little bit more excitement now now that we saw our first it was a friendly but more competitive type of friendly. Um, So it gives us some optimism, I think, coming into the weekend.
1: And you could see just how much it meant to the players. Like, they wanted that. I think, I don't think a defeat would have been demoralising, but I definitely don't think it would have felt great to start off by losing to the team that had just pipped us to the title last year. Um, And you could see what it meant to them when that goal went in. And to be fair, you could see what it meant to Pep when they scored as well. Mm. Pep and Kyle Walker both went nuts. So it meant something to both teams.
2: Yeah, no, I actually think this result is massive, not just because, like, the winner of the charity shield, you know, does XYZ or statistics, you know, I I don't mean it like that. But I think Paz kind of hit on it. Um, I think psychologically, this is going to be really big for the players um, Mm. that they did. Well, I mean, it threw a penalty shootout, but still, you know, they bested City and... um, And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think that's going to be really good for their psyche, for their confidence going in. We saw a couple players, uh, have better games than they have. I think Rice has struggled a, a, a bit and I thought he did better Havertz, Timber, um, all our new signings. I think it's, it's, it's really positive that they had a good game, um, so, yeah, I, I think overall it's, it's it's a really good result and one that could pay dividends. So the other thing to come
1: out of this game was the realization of these new rules. Now, I was saying to you guys that I actually watched a bit of championship football on Saturday, so and they did this in the championship, so I was kind of ready for it. Um, but I think the rules took a lot of people by surprise, especially the people inside the ground. I'm going to start with the Arteta booking because I'm going to be on an island here, I'm sure, but I thought he absolutely deserved that booking. I have no issue with it. I think if you wave a card, you absolutely deserve to go in the mm-hmm. book. Um, I do think they were waiting to give him that booking. I think they were very excited to be the first refereeing team to be able to book Mikel Arteta. Um, but, Paz, this is one I've got no problem with, the waving the imaginary card getting booked. It's something that was supposed to have come into the game about 20 years ago, um, and they did it for about six weeks and then stopped. And I'm gonna be interested to see if they do it again. But I do think this is one that deserves a booking.
0: No, oh, I, I hate that. I actually I actually despise that. Um so as much as I love Mikel Arteta, I don't like that action at all. I don't like it when players do it. I hope you're right. I hope that wasn't just a um a one-off in that he was penalized. like he was correct. Yeah, it should have been a yellow, he wasn't wrong. But I just think that motion is just—I I don't like it. I don't like it when players do it. So yeah, I do absolutely hope that they clamp down on that because it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a horrible trait. Um, you know, if it's a yellow, let the referee decide whether it's a yellow or red. Um, I am, um, but uh, I—I—that I, are you just talking about that, or are you talking about the time as well? Uh, we're gonna—we're gonna touch on all of it. We're gonna touch
1: on all of all of the new rules. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, the time, let's come to the time last, because I think that's the one everyone's going to have have the most, going to want the most say on. Um, The other one, Judge, is this rule of any sort of touch on the ball after the whistle. And it's a booking. Now, this one to me is absolutely stupid. And it's a rule that I think by the middle of September will have been completely forgotten. Um the rule apparently now is that as soon as the whistle goes, you have to walk away and leave the ball. You're not even supposed to be giving it back to the ref. You are just supposed to walk away and not touch it. I do not understand the reason for this rule.
2: Yeah, um, I I agree. I think this is gonna be one that that dies down. Um, you know, I mean, I remember uh Robin Van Persie at 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 Camp New uh with the you know, the striking the ball after the two one second after the whistle blew and getting a red card for it, um or second yellow. Um I find this one a bit ridiculous and I'm 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 struggling to really understand why um they are doing this because I mean I think for the most part players toss the ball in the opposition vicinity. I mean most of the time. Um so yeah, I, I don't like this one, and I, I agree. I think this is going to be one that just kind of dies out. It's going to be too hard to, um, too hard to referee, and, and I just don't think enough people and, and refs are going to play ball, honestly.
1: Well, it was it it, it kind of it made it funnier just that both of the examples yesterday that were bookings were the most egregious types of it, right? Like, I mean, Alvarez hardly touched the ball to get to get that booking for city like at first when i looked at it again i wasn't even sure that he'd made contact with it it was ludicrous
2: i don't remember that specific example um i'd i'd have to look it up again um he touched it he he had it near the touch line near, yeah. near yeah, and the he, and line. he just he just flicked he just it. i mean he, he, he barely
1: made it. contact with it yeah and, and they booked him for it and it just i i just can't <laughs> see i can't see that I can't see that
0: sticking. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that, that's but just. Well, I think. What are they doing with the goalkeepers' time wasting? Is that all going to be added on to the end? Well, the, let's go on. To, yellow? Let's
1: go on to this now, Paz. You can have you can have first go at this uh, ten minutes of injury time in each half.
0: Yeah, I, listen, they did that in the World Cup. I thought I understand what the the idea of trying to clamp down on time wasting but aren't yellow cards more appropriate for example when the goalkeeper is time wasting just give the yellow that will stop the time wasting i'm telling you in early yellow, early isn't it i i, I just I, listen it benefited us in that game but there's going to be other games we know where it's not going to benefit i just feel that whole idea is just so skewed it doesn't. I, I familiar. It doesn't solve the issue. It just creates another issue. <laughs> That's the problem with it. So you know what what happened? Remember in these games that we were talking about, where the goalkeeper was time wasting, and we were always saying oh, you know, and then and then suddenly that yellow card comes out after what seventy minutes, and then suddenly the time wasting stops. So why don't you just do that issue the yellow card out when they're doing it, and then that will stop. That will be part of what. They, they're trying to implement in terms of time-wasting. I, I I I don't get it either. Yeah, no, strange, right? Well, and I think this is going to make the problem
1: worse, right? I actually think yeah. it's going to make it worse because what you've done here is you've told referees you don't have to do your job anymore, right? Because we have rules in place for this. There is an eight-second rule with a goalkeeper with a ball in his hands. There are the right to book any player on a pitch if they feel that there's time-wasting. So they already have the tools for this. By now adding this, I think what you've done is you've said to refs, well, now you don't have to book players because you can just add the time on at the end. And I think what people are missing here is that the time wasting isn't purely to reduce the time that the ball is in play. It's to break up the play. It's to stop better teams or teams with momentum from gaining and getting into a rhythm. Right. So this isn't going to stop. You are not going to stop nick pope from wasting all his time just by adding time on at the end because by doing it what he's doing is he's stopping the opposition from getting into any sort of any sort of rhythm any sort of wave of attack so i think this is actually going to have the opposite effect and what you are going to see is you are going to see so many games now hitting 55 minutes in each half and i i think the idea of it is absolutely ludicrous for a couple of reasons first off one of the big things and i'm we live in america so we're we're in a country that is reasonably new to this game certainly at at this level this way and what a lot of people liked about it a few years ago when the world it was kind of world cup was it 2016 just when when America really started really following it I guess after the world in the world cup 2016 was that the one with the miss against Belgium the the Wondolowski miss or was it 2012?
2: Cups? Was it was 2010 and 2014.
1: Uh, yeah, which, which one was it with a Wandelowski miss against, against Belgium? Was that 2014? Must yeah, I 2014. think it was 2014, yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of when Americans started really getting into it. And one of the things that I was told by a lot of people who started getting into it for the first time is they like the fact that the game started at 10 and you knew it was over by 12 and it was done yeah. because American sports, you don't know how long you're going to be there for. And yeah. generally for an hour game, it takes three hours. Well, we're now getting into that realm with with doing this so i think it's not good for the sport in that way Mm -hmm. secondly i support a team we all support a team that will benefit from this rule more than most right we already score a lot more late goals than any other team and the reason is because we're better than most teams right so we generally want more time added on because it's more time for us to score if we need to so i say this as a supporter for a team that is going to benefit from it possibly the most certainly one of the most it is a terrible terrible rule and it's going to make no sense and we still have no idea why the time is the time right like you're adding on you're going you're adding on 10 minutes each half why is it 10 minutes each half
0: well look at this game for example this was a friendly community shield game it's not it's not in the season it's before the season starts I didn't see a lot of time wasting in that game none, anyway. None. Absolutely. No. none. And in that are second they bagged half they backed on eight minutes.
1: Yeah, in that second half, there was not eight minutes to be added on there. The only the lengthy stoppage happened after the eight yeah, minutes. Yeah,
0: the back. head injury.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. So there was so nothing until
0: then. You think if that's if that is an indicator of what's to come, what is it really going to be like when there is time wasting? <laughs> How many minutes are we talking about? <laughs>
1: Because... We've said this before, right? We've all said it. If you want to stop time wasting, you can do it instantly in one Saturday afternoon. Get two goalkeepers, book them first in the twentieth minute, and when they're still doing it in the fiftieth minute, send them off. Yep. Watch how quickly teams stop if you get a couple of goalkeepers sent off for it.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah that's agree. how you.
1: That's how okay. you stop it. That is how you stop it. So this is ridiculous. Are any other any other rule changes you saw that you uh, that you wanted? Yes.
2: up Go on. Um, So I only heard this one secondhand. I didn't really notice it much in the game yesterday, but apparently it's an official thing. Oh, is it the player
1: player coming back on after treatment?
2: Yeah, 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, this is another one that's absolutely...
2: It's so dumb. So
1: what is this nonsense I heard them talking about? What was that again? So if a physio comes on to treat anybody... Whether yeah. it's whatever it is, if a physio comes onto the pitch, the player that's down has to leave the pitch, which is which has been the rule for a while. But now, right. now he cannot come back onto the field for thirty seconds. Yeah. So the ref has to, from when the game restarts, the ref has to start his stopwatch, and thirty seconds later, he's allowed to wave the player. And what's off. what's
0: the reasoning for that? They well, say they, don't to,
1: they say it's to stop players from going down with injuries in the last ten minutes unnecessarily.
2: Well, and faking head injuries. Oh. I think that's the big one. It's faking head injuries because the ref has to stop the play for a head injury.
1: But mm. again, this doesn't help because, like, if you're going down faking a head injury, why are you doing it? It's to stop an attack. Even if you're off the well, I the attack's already been stopped.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I agree 100%. I'm just saying I, I heard a lot about head injuries, and I I find it ridiculous because the ref has to stop the game for a head injury, right? Um so they're hoping this like cuts down on like fake head injuries, but I, I I just I don't see it. I I think this is um negative to the sport overall. It, it it's just gonna kill. It's overthinking,
0: oh. isn't it? It's it overthinking again. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know one rule that I would like
1: to see come in that I do think would would stop a lot of time wasting. I think if a sub is made after the eighty seventh minute, the player coming off shouldn't be allowed to start the next game. <laughs> Because I'm serious. Any sub made in the 88th and 89th minute is done purely to waste time. There is no other. Yeah, but you know what? But
0: you power. know what will happen then, Gav? Then they're going to start feigning injury to come off, aren't they? Or no, I don't, care if, you're injured. No, I don't say say care if you're injured. If you no, 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 at no, that
1: time in the game, that's it.
0: Can't well, start even, the next game. even if they're legitimately injured. Yeah, if yeah. they're yeah.
1: that injured, then they shouldn't be starting the next game anyway, if you're injured yeah. enough to come off the pitch. So I've got, I don't care yeah. about it. I think if you come off the pitch, you can make it 88 minutes if you want. After the yeah. clock ticks to 88, if you are being subbed off, you cannot start the next game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Fair
2: enough. It's an interesting one. Yeah, it's an inter. yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Yeah. it. Yeah. I... It
1: just, you know, they're, they're bringing in, I just think they're bringing in all these rules. they go up, but. Yeah, exactly. Well, he wants to do he wants to do kick-ins and scrap the offside rule. I think so. I think uh, I think Arsene Wenger's pretty much gone at, at this point. I, I, I'd like do to do your though.
2: I'd like to see that game in practice. You know, I I, I don't necessarily think it'll work, but what, with kick-ins and no offside. Yeah, so with kick-ins. The... Well, I don't know about the no watch offside. What's
1: the uh, What's the old um, What's the old What was it? The uh, major indoor soccer league missile from the yeah, uh, yeah, late eighties. Yeah. yeah, 80s.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yep. Yeah I think I think Peter Beardsley played in that for a season. Wow. Yeah the um yeah it's it, I don't know these rules to me these just look stupid. They look like rule changes. It looks like people trying to show why they've got a job, right?
2: Yeah. Well it's Howard
1: Webb. <laughs> yeah did you like the booing yeah. when they yeah, cut yeah. To him on screen by the way? I thought that was hilarious. What did you do? Yeah. They they cut they, to Howard Webb the, on the sc- – and it, it was like it's on the- – so I guess at Wembley they show the whole game on the screens as it's happening, and they cut to Howard Webb when, you know, the commentators are saying, oh, Howard Webb's the new guy in charge, blah, blah, blah. As soon as you come on a screen at Wembley, it I don't know if you Man City fans as well, but the whole of the Arsenal end started. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, it, brilliant, was, it was, Yeah, it was hilarious. But
2: I didn't know, uh, Gav, uh, he was with MLS before coming back to the Premier League? Who? Howard Webb?
1: No.
2: The the commentator said that.
1: Oh, did he? I didn't. Yeah, know. was he part of the M- maybe he was maybe he was maybe he was part of uh, part of uh, what's the what's the one over here pro isn't it is it pro yeah yeah fee pro yeah maybe he was uh, no oh, I don't know I didn't I didn't know that I didn't yeah, know that. I
2: didn't either I and I'll, I'll look it up to confirm but uh, I swear the commentator said that that Howard Webb had been working with uh, MLS referees union or whatever they call it yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I
1: honestly, I don't even know what his job entails. I, I just, I don't even know what the head referees, I, I still, and we've we, we've gone over this a million times, but I still find it outrageous that the Premier League don't control their own referees. I, I think it's absolutely same. outrageous. Yeah, mm, so, I, I, I don't, agree. I don't understand it at all. So, anyway, all right, are you, um, are we ready to uh, ready to move on?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm, unless a- Justin has found out if Howard Webb is part of the. Uh, was part of
1: the. Uh, I
2: got his wiki up, but I haven't found it yet. Uh, I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys know.
1: <laughs> cool, because everyone is on tender hooks, waiting. For it breaking news: cars. people have people have actually pulled their cars over while yeah, they're waiting yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah, waiting yeah. to hear yes. the answer. To this. <laughs> so, Paz uh, it seems like a Turner to Forest is done. Um, mm. Apparently, it's ten mil all in. Uh, it's probably going to be seven up front and three million with clauses. We don't obviously we don't know what the clauses are. Mm. Um, I think the fee's a little bit low. I'll be honest, I'm a bit disappointed with it um but overall, it's a good deal for him. It's you know moving him ons the right thing for us. We thought he'd stay another year um but I guess this chance has just come up and and it's too good to turn down
0: yeah it seems it um yeah it does i i I was hoping maybe around fifteen or something like that, but um you know, he hardly played last season. I think he's, I would assume he's going to be their number one, so um, I guess with that in mind, um, they, uh, uh, we had him as a number two, he hardly played, and I think they've seen an opportunity to nab him for a better price than uh, perhaps other number ones are going for, but um, you know, it, it it kind of then all tallies up, like what I mentioned last time, in, in what why our interest in Raya was what it was, um, and I've I, the more I look at that, the more um, um, the more I'm content with the the whole uh, of every single part of that deal, that and the uh, Turner one.
1: Justin looks like he's got big Howard Webb news.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry, I have it.
1: Breaking oh, you, oh, here, here we, we go. go. Okay. We,
2: we so, need uh, break <laughs> a breaking new sound for when... <laughs> yeah, we do, actually. Yeah. Can you get on that?
1: Well, it's, it's a referee, so... Dun, dun, dun.
2: <laughs> 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 okay, so after resigning his position with saudi arabia football federation in january 2017 to be fair i didn't know he was doing that either okay i wonder why he's re- doing that makes sense to be replaced by mark klattenberg <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the hall of fame i think Clattenburg. Clattenburg works with a Keys and gray, I think. Um, like
2: yeah, uh, our like a, yeah, a ref pundit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was announced that from March 2017, he would become manager of video assistant referee operations in major leagues, soccer's professional referee organizations. So sorry, wow. I'm a less pro, not FIFA pro. I got him mixed up in my head. But. But yeah so he was there in august twenty twenty two it was announced that webb would return to professional game match official limited yeah PGNOL. oh yeah. as uh, i'm sorry as chief Referring officer yeah. whatever so, that means yeah, yeah exactly we
1: don't know what he does but he's he's back to be a fool in our side again that's basically what it comes down yeah. to yeah yeah, yeah. he yeah. did look better with the beard i got to be honest so he yeah. Yeah, he, looked, he looked even more evil, which i think is he's, he's kind of apt
2: Oh, see, I was going to say he looked more human, but I yeah, more evil human, I think we can.
1: Yeah. Um, to go back to the, the Turner deal, path, um I heard that uh, apparently they're still chasing Henderson. So maybe Turner's not going to be the number one. So everybody with their <laughs> FPL teams loving a 4.0 goalkeeper, you may want to keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, if, if it is the case with Henderson then um then he's back to square one isn't he with a inferior teams. I don't know. I I I, I can only assume they have conversations before about what their position will be. So Yeah, got to be. Right? Yeah, gotta be. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm the same with Raya as well. I'm sure Raya has had a conversation and we've said what you know positionally what where you know in, in you know where we see him in 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 our plans but i i would think i i would think he's not going there to be second goalkeeper because that would just doesn't make any sense uh unless we ousted him out um yeah, but it, it
1: does seem like it would be a weird one
0: yeah strange um but i uh, good luck to the guy i, I like him i think he's a um, yeah, I don't, I, I, no way do I look at him as a bad signing. I think he's just a typical second goalkeeper for us. I just feel what we're going to have in his place is, um, is just a different quality. Yeah. Think, he's he's that got
2: the great. dog in him, mate.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a dogfight out there.
1: <laughs> just, um, apparently David Ryan was actually at Wembley yesterday. I don't know if you, if you saw that, but apparently he was there. I mean, you've got to think that deal's done. I've seen a couple of, uh, you know you all know i love it a good itk and uh, i've oh, seen yeah. a couple of accounts and they've they've said that the deal is pretty much done and it's going to be 25 plus three um which i don't think is bad
2: mm. well yeah i think that's exactly what we discussed in our 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 uh whatsapp isn't it 25 plus three and that we'd be okay with it um i feel a little weird about this one look i i know raya is probably a, a little better than ramsdale uh, I think, but yeah, I don't. You're on, you're on
1: your own with that one because I don't think that at all. Really? Yeah, I don't. I well, don't I, mean, I think he's it's... been playing for. I think he's been playing for a a club that isn't under the microscope as much as we are, and I think he's played for a club that play long balls up to Ivan Tony a lot. I mean, I said to you before last season. I think this Brentford they get a lot of love, which is really weird because I see them as mm-hmm. the end of the '80s, start of '90s Wimbledon. That is what they are to me. So I I don't think he's better than Ramsdale. I just think he's played for a worse team that gets looked at less, that punts the ball long to a six foot three center forward's head.
2: Okay. So, I mean, that's fair for offensive stats and I'll give you that. But defensive stats, he's like, first in the league and a lot of key stats. With yeah, the but
1: I don't buy course. that either. I don't buy that either. I don't buy well, it. They are stats, but they're stats that come from different things. You're, you're looking at, you're looking at expected goals conceded. Well, that's fine. But when one person's facing one type of chance all the time and another person's changing and saving another type of chance, then it's going to change it. So I don't, I just don't, I don't buy it. We've, we've conceded more goals over the last two seasons from individual areas than any other team. Right. Like That's a well-known stat. That is a fact. So, therefore, Ramsdale is just facing a lot harder chances to save than Raya is. So, I don't I don't buy these stats. I don't but, buy them. I mean, to me, Ramsdale is a better goalkeeper.
2: But, I mean, imagine Raya behind, like, with all these stats, you know, even if you don't really believe them, imagine Raya behind this defensive line.
1: I don't think Raya I mean, a bad goalkeeper. I'm not no, saying he's a bad goalkeeper.
2: I just don't buy it. He's good with his feet as well. He's very good with his feet as well. He is. Yeah, he's good with his feet. I'd also yeah. be good um, if I
1: was kicking the ball up to Ivan Tony's head.
2: No, mate. You yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. I wouldn't. <laughs> but, but
0: but you know what I mean. Like I, I just I don't I don't. But I, I think I think it's safe to say we all love Ramsdale. I, I, I yeah we Ramsdell, love Ramsdale. You know I, I like yeah. him to be our number one without you a do. doubt. But what I would say is I've always stood by this. Uh, I, I know it's not common to have a. a Pretty similar number two to your number one. If you look at all the top teams, you know, uh, well, that Ortega didn't look too bad actually for Man City. No, he looks uh, good goalkeeper. Yeah, he looks pretty decent. But you look at United; they got Onana, and then who have they got? And then you know, you look at you look at the list. It's not not that then. Then the number two is there's a big golf usually. So I think well, whichever this time one we're One is
1: not- our number two. He's the best number two in the league by some distance. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: a good way to put it.
1: What's that? Sorry. Whoever our number two is. Yes. That's number two in the league. Exactly.
0: But it it puts us it it adds to the fact that Arteta is really trying to strengthen all the areas. So there is no no issue where one gets injured or suspended that we have problems that we had last year. And Ramsdale, we saw, we always said this. If Ramsdale, there was always this heart and mouth moment when Ramsdale would be on the floor holding his hand or something, he's got an injury, and we're thinking, oh, it's gonna be Turner now. For the next five days or five weeks or whatever. Um, it's not the case. I think with rye I think there's gonna be a lot more comfort knowing that we've got a good goalkeeper coming in. Um and, and it's gonna make Ramsdale better. I believe what David Seaman says. I think it makes him a better keeper. If he stays number one because Rye is there as his number two, I'm all for it. Will he stay though? I think he will. I think he will, and I think it's like what Gav said. I remember a time you might not of of this might be beyond when you you were following Arsenal at the time, Justin. But in the um, when Maniger came in, I remember in 97-98. was it ninety seven ninety eight, Gav? <laughs> yeah, ninety seven. Yep. And and he he I think Seaman was either injured. But he, or he injured. but, he, but came in though as just a
1: youth prospect. But what happened I, with Maniga is he got that run in the team, didn't he? Remember Solskjaer broke uh, Seaman's ribs. And that's yeah. when he got that run in the team and he, he yeah. was going go actually for the penalty shootout against West Ham, Manninger, when, yeah, and when he, we won he at did West Ham really well in, in that game. the final. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then and there was a lot of thought that this could be the one to replace Seaman, wasn't there? There was a lot of talk yes.
1: about that. Yeah, and it just never happened for him.
0: It more. just never happened. Same with Richard Wright when he came in.
1: You I, know, Kaz, you know the one this reminds me of the most, though? The one that this reminds me of the most is um, John Lukic when David Seaman come in. Now, obviously, John Lukic left straight away, but when David Seaman come in, we did not want him. We did not want him. The last home game of the season was, I think, it was Southampton at home, and during that lap of honour when they were doing the lap of thanks, we finished. I think we finished third or fourth that year. We, it wasn't. A, we were defending the title. We didn't make good. We finished there. third. But everybody. The- Everybody oh, loved actually, John Lukic. Four. Yeah, I thought it was four. We, yeah, we loved John Lukic. And I just remember the entire ground singing, we all agree Lukic is better than Seaman, right? The yeah. entire ground. We did not want it. And it took a little while for David Seaman to get accepted. But in the end, it turned out that George Graham knew more than us. Yeah, and, you know that's what it turned out in the end. And George Graham actually gave an interview on. You got the, you've seen the champions video, right? Pass from that year. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. George Graham does an interview, yeah, yeah. and they say to him about bringing him in, and he said, "Look, I think John Lukic is one of the five best keepers in England. I just mm. think David Seaman's the best."
0: Yeah, and I remember. I was, going of, to quote, I was going to say that.
1: Yeah, and that's just kind of what it comes down to. And that's what this reminds me of. We've got an incredibly popular goalkeeper um, that nobody wants to see the end of but the manager's bringing someone else in and i hope i'm wrong and like i said i if you if you go to my head and ask me i think ramsdale is going to win this competition i think ramsdale is the better goalkeeper i think he's a little bit he's a little bit odds against because the goalkeeping coach has got such a relationship with raya but i think in the end Aaron ramsdale wins this competition
2: i think so too i think so too
1: judge you but- your money on raya
2: Uh, I feel tough about this one. I do think Raya's a little bit better goalkeeper. I think it's marginal, though. Very marginal. And I, I like Ramsdale more. So I'm not, like, pulling for Raya. But yeah. I do think when you factor in that, like, Kanya is very familiar with Raya and <clears throat> Arteta wanted him before Ramsdale, I think there's going to be some cards stacked in Ramsdale's... Uh, sorry, Raya's favor about it and i i i, I got to be honest i i said something to the group uh about this today i i think ramsdale has kind of stagnated he's i love him okay so like do you don't, think don't, this move is
1: to push ramsdale just
2: i think this move is to bring in a better goalkeeper oh wow That's i do i do i think if we sign Raya, he's he's going to start within four games
1: Wow, I definitely do see that. I definitely I do see that. I so, do think so Ryan's kind of going to get a chance, but I don't think it's going to be that quick.
2: So kind of yeah. akin. key... Okay, to... that, that may be a little quick, but I think they're going to push from the start and they only need the familiarity with the back line, maybe six games, seven. But he, I guarantee you is going to be starting in the Premier League before November. So you think it's kind of akin to when we got Ramsdale to
0: replace Leno? I think Leno played a few games after and I, I don't I, I think he only three played games. two or three three games oh, three games yeah yep. yeah because we got
2: hammered by City I remember and Chelsea yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, I think it will be akin to that yeah obviously not as fast because um mm. I think they're gonna let him you know let him cook a little bit as the kids say um but yeah I think they're bringing him in as a stronger goalkeeper not just push Ramsdale that's interesting. Yes. And I think they they hope it pushes Ramsdale. But I, I think Raya's coming in to be number one.
1: Well, that's interesting. I, I
2: hope you're wrong. But we. I'm, able... I'm going to tell you now, Bayern were interested and they have they have like a 38 year old Neuer. I don't know how old he actually is, but he's old.
1: I think he's 38, actually, right, seven or 38.
2: Raya could have went there and maybe been behind Neuer for a year or two and then started for Bayern.
0: Yeah, it, it it is, and an he doesn't guy. want to go.
2: So he's definitely got assurances from something's been said to
0: him. Yep. I mean, either you're going to be a second goalkeeper playing only in the cups. I just can't see that flying, though. That's what that's what strikes me on this
2: one. Well, let's see. Yeah, it's a tough that. one, guys. It, it is, and it at, is. right, right after this players' tribune article about Ramsdale, where he was super open and and, and uh, emotional, it, it's and and he absolutely... signed a contract as well. And, yeah, in yeah, that, man. yeah, all the timing is just really off. I hope it's not the club like taking advantage of Ramsdale signing a new contract to bring in a new keeper or anything like that. I don't think that's the case, but I think they've just seen an opportunity with a pl- like you said, a goalkeeper yep. they've liked for a long
0: time, and they've seen this is a perfect time to get him because we will never have another opportunity. So at least we know if Ramsdale does not start before, if he's not, like he drops his performances over a sequence of games, we have a, a tremendous player to bring in. As yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly, yeah, and and Ramsdale's still a, a couple years younger, so I don't think it would hurt him to like sit behind Raya for maybe a season. But I think if it goes more than a season, it's it's done. And I I'd hate to lose Ramsdale to bring it up just a marginally better keeper that's older. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, we're gonna have to see how this one plays out. This is one that's gonna that's gonna run through the season, I think, one way or another. A um, couple mm-hmm. of other moves. Um, Monaco officially made a bid for Balogun, which we've rejected. Have no idea how much the fee is. I haven't seen anyone. You Judge, you seen anyone mention a fee on this? No. It's pretty
0: ridiculously low, though, right? Just I mean, I mean I apparently
1: we're still holding out 45. So I I don't know what it is. But apparently they had discussions verbally at the Emirates Cup and still put in a bid that we were like. were just like, no. So I don't know what the discussions were on what the bid was. But it, it does look like that's heating up. Um, the other one that, that looks like it's probably going to happen is Marquinhos to non on loan. Um, apparently, the discussions at the minute are about whether there's going to be an option to buy at 12 million, um, whether there's going to be a buyback if that option is exercised and about whether it's mandatory. Uh, if it's a loan and 12 million at the end of the year, I think we're all happy with that, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Buzz. No, no, I just said yes. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I I think so. Um, I think uh, would would we pay for him eight eight million euro? Oh uh, no, pounds?
0: Marquinhos was
1: like two million or something. Marquinhos was nothing. It might be yeah, three. It, nice. it might have been three. It, okay.
2: it was okay. it was
1: nothing. It was literally a, It was literally someone we bought so that Edu could curry favor with whatever club he was at. Oh
2: okay okay perfect then yeah I'm sorry I don't know maybe I was mixing up with Martinelli's fee. Um, but yeah that's um, I, I prefer him to go to to league over Syria. Just because they seem to be a little more cash flush. Um, Sirius seems to just always be like poor and decrepit nowadays. I don't <laughs> I don't know. But um but yeah, I, I think it'd be a good move for him. And I think that that uh that buy option would be good for us. I mean, if you're turning, you know
1: it was three. I just checked, it was three. Okay.
2: Okay, perfect. If you're turning like four hundred percent profit, wait, I'm not good at math, but I think it's roughly <laughs> yeah. uh four hundred percent profit. Um. Uh, yeah, it, it's got to be considered a good move, right? I mean, he yeah. he's not gonna break into our team.
1: No, no, he won't. He won't play for yeah. us. But this that is this is the sort of deal that you you want to do, right? It's the sort of deal we want to see him do. Um, the other rumor is um, Kieran Tierney to Rio Sociedad on loan. Apparently, they've asked for not, a year loan. Not, no, not
0: Newcastle. No, not oh. Newcastle,
1: mate. No, another I they'd team been with in stripes for
0: the whole season. No, oh, another, another team. The, whole pre-season.
1: Another team with stripes. Um, a year, which is going to be, which is going to be turned down. But my my hope here is that this actually starts some actual yeah. interest, right? Bernard the said to me this morning that he'd heard on the grapevine that they were. Uh, thinking about going in for him so he's got people. West Ham on it it's, he does yeah he does West I see Ham it built. I, I think it. so because they've got that they out the door that Cresswell apparently wants out the door he's going to Wolves so um so they they want yeah, to, and you know, it, it does make a lot of sense that one I, mean, I don't know if it'll well. happen but it makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm.
2: honestly if if the if the rumor is is um made up like if it's a totally fake rumor it it's this is clearly like it's a good one journos use uh like just a random number generator to link a player with a club because i can't see tier going to real I, like <laughs> it just it blows my mind that this what what
1: sunscreen would he have to use
2: <laughs> yeah i i, I don't oh, think there is exists one to our knowledge mate prescription yeah, especially yeah, yeah, made. Be, <laughs> yeah, it would be
1: it would be pretty crazy. All right, lads. Well, thank you. Another another fun one tonight. I enjoyed that. So um we will be back on Friday with the big season preview. Um we will actually be on YouTube for that one so you can see our pretty faces. Um so we we look forward to seeing you then. So um good night from me. Good night, lads. Like, good night. Good night.